It's the wrestling talk that happens after they kick us off the air. It's the finishing move, the dark matches. And now, here's your hosts, Big John Radcliffe, the road dog, Adam Gillespie, and the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Caldwell. Hello, wrestling fans, nerds, marks, smarks, all around the finishing move universe. Well, I guess we can call it that. If WWE has a universe of fans, I guess we have a universe of, well, a few fans of the finishing move. This is the finishing move, the Dark Matches podcast. I'm Chris Colwell, the bearded wrestling fan, the bearded one, the, well, bearded whatever you want to call me. I'm at Bearded Colwell on Twitter. The show is at Wrestle Extra if you want to tweet at us. I'm not flanked by my tag team partners today, Big John Radcliffe and Road Dog Adam Gillespie. They'll be along for the live edition of The Finishing Move live in Atlanta on Extra 106.3 FM. Also, if you're not in Atlanta, you want to listen to us online at Extra 106.3 or um, on Extra1063.com. Also on the official Extra 106.3 app as well but i am not alone for this particular edition i am joined by a friend of the show he well he's a man of many hats in the uh wrestling world right now he is the play-by-play announcer for southern honor wrestling he's also the primary host i guess or guest co-host of the mean street podcast he is friend of the show he is brandon benefield b double what's going on buddy what is going on? It's kind of like an episode of AEW Dark where they just take a bunch of jobbers and kind of throw them into random tag teams. And since your regular tag team partners aren't here, I'm just kind of the random other jobber that gets thrown in with you for these dark matches here on uh, on Dark. So thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. And it's uh, an interesting time in the wrestling business. We've had shows with no fans. We've had a long gap for some wrestling promotions without any shows, one of which is Southern Honor Wrestling. And we are about to end that little drought. It's been since what, March since the last Southern Honor Wrestling show? That's right. Early March. So we're coming up at the end of August. So it's been nearly six months that I have gone out, that the fans have gone without SHW. And we're finally coming back uh, this Friday, August 28th, back in Canton at the Action Building, 261 Marietta Road in Canton, Georgia. And not only are we returning, we are returning with one of the biggest shows that we've ever done. It's the second annual Rumble Jack show, and it's going to be awesome. And I absolutely can't wait. Now, for those who did not attend the show last year or may not be familiar with it, you know, Rumble Jack is a, a big matchup, which will have big implications for the future of SHW in the next couple of months. But give us just a, a brief to kind of description of what this match entails and what can the fans expect. So the Rumble Jack is a it's kind of a first of its kind style match. Uh, it's a traditional Rumble match in the fact that you start with two guys and then every couple minutes another competitor enters the ring. You're going to have 30 total competitors uh, and you're eliminated by going over the top rope, both feet hitting the floor. However, the twist here is that when you're down to the final two competitors in the ring, the previous uh, eliminations, they all come back to the ring and they form uh, lumberjacks around the ring. And then you have basically your uh, traditional lumberjack match. And the way you win that is either by pinfall submission 
or you can still win by elimination. So all the uh, prior competitors come down as lumberjacks, and that's where you get the jack and the rumble and the jack together. The rumble jack, oh, it's going to be fun. Oh, wow. That is, you know what? I'm already looking forward to it. I did get to see, now I wasn't present for the first ever rumble jack last year, but I have subscribed at times to the, uh, was it the IWTV uh, app, and I have seen some of the SHW shows from last year, that one included, and it was definitely an interesting concept. It's a lot of havoc going on around the ring, so looking forward forward to seeing that uh not going to be able to make it in person but i am planning on watching the recording which will feature your commentary along with your uh co-analyst there gerard butler is that right not gerard butler (laughs) (laughs) actually there's a not the actor gerard butler but gerard bonner is uh my uh, commentary partner he'll be there and uh, yeah you're exactly right we'll be on iwtv it's independent wrestling TV. It's I believe it's $10 a month. If you use the code SHW when you sign up, you can get the first five days free. And look, if you've got uh, five days free, you might as well just binge watch all of the Southern Honor uh, shows. We've got 18 that are up there right now. So uh, we cannot wait for this one. And a few days after we have it, like I said, the show is going to be August 28th. And then within the next few days after the fact, it should uh, be available for you on IWTV. Now we'll get into some of the more uh, some of the participants in that Rumble Jack match, but one of the things that you and I have talked about off the air is just the momentum that SHW had going on prior to not being able to do these shows. And I think there's you know they've probably fallen in that category of a lot of uh, wrestling companies out there, but they are really hitting a stride SHW with everything that was going on, the production values there at the action building, uh, which you guys have been able to do uh, with your broadcast, but just just quality wrestling night in night out when you have these SHW shows and you would hope that once we get to this show on Friday night I don't know why it wouldn't you're going to see that momentum pick right back up because there were some compelling storylines that were going on in the company prior to COVID happening and just kind of being able to have to sit on the sidelines for for what has been five months now yeah and what's going to be interesting too like you said um, some of the storylines will pick up but at the same time, because we've been off for so long, um, it's going to be kind of a reset in a sense. Because, uh, And that's one good thing about a, a match like the Rumble Jack is you're going to see a lot of different face-offs. You're going to see a lot of different people pairing up in the ring that you weren't expecting to see pair up in a Rumble-style type match. Um, and it's, a, it's that kind of match that's good for kind of starting new feuds, new storylines for moving forward. So uh, there are going to be some storylines where we pick up. Like I said, uh, there are a couple other matches on the card besides the Rumblejack match itself. Uh, a couple of those include the SHW Championship match. Uh, Corey Hollis, who's the current champ, who uh, some people may have seen recently on some episodes of AEW Dark. Uh, He is our current champ, and he'll be uh, facing off defending the title against Ashton Starr. Uh, Ashton finally getting his rematch. And then also the tag team championship match, uh, the Lynch brothers, Matt and Joey Lynch, will be taking on Lethal Poison. That's Michael Judas. Brady Pierce, Brady Pierce, he's another one who's been on AEW Dark uh, as of late. But uh, it's kind of interesting because the the Lynch brothers actually won their tag team championship, I believe it was back in February. And then in March, they were involved in a six-man match. Uh, and then so now, almost six months later, they're finally having their first title defense of the SHW tag team championship. So that's kind of interesting that they've had it for this long. 
and they're just now but you know thanks a lot covid that's that's how it rolls oh exactly and we've i think if you look at a lot of wrestling companies out there that are going to have that one little bitty asterisk on some of these title reigns because you haven't had title defenses but it's just the situation we find ourselves in i know uh, i don't know how big of a fan of new japan you are brandon but uh that was one of the things that they said that even on typically in in the rules of their company there is a window in which you have to defend a title or else they're going to strip you of it well you know, nobody could help COVID being what it was. So nobody got stripped of titles. The title reigns continued once they started running shows again. And we just kind of continue onward. And I think that's kind of where you're finding yourself with most wrestling companies. You're just not going to start over completely from scratch. But unfortunately, you have to kind of acknowledge the fact that, hey, we haven't ran shows for a while. But these guys were our champions when we left off. And they're still going to be our champions. So that's kind of where we sit right now. Now, you mentioned the Ashton Star title shot. That's a feud that's been going on for a little bit that goes back. Back to the was that the March show where he won the title but then lost it in the same night, February, February. So we're going back to February with that. Yeah. So February is where he uh, won the title in controversial fashion, and then about twenty minutes, thirty minutes later, the cage was being set up for the main event tag title match. And while the cage was being set up, there was a whole kind of to do where the general manager came out. And he said he was going to give Corey Hollis his rematch for the title, but they were going to do it in the steel cage. Controversial fashion. The other members of Lethal Poison got involved with a distraction. It was a whole thing. But uh, it was a crazy night because the entire building, every audience member was like on the highest high when Ashton won the title. And then 20 to 30 minutes later, when uh, Corey won the title back, it was like, everybody was completely deflated. You could feel the air come out of the room. It was just like unbelievable. And so now uh, Ashton, like I said, the March show, there ended up being a six-man tag. It was Ashton with uh, Matt and Joey Lynch against all three members of Lethal Poison. And Ashton was still uh, deserving of a title rematch. And now he's finally getting it six months later. So we shall see how that goes. Well, now... I would think it would be safe to say that in the history of SHW, I mean, it's a brief history, but you know, you've what you said, 18 shows now total in the history of the company. Mm-hmm. Ashton's got to be, if he's not the most popular wrestler in the history of the company so far, he's got to be one of them. He's definitely uh, right up there. He, I would say probably him and Joe black are probably as far as singles competitors go. I would, I would think they're probably, if I had to guess, I would say Joe black and Ashton star are probably the top two. Um, coincidentally, this was several shows ago. We had a kind of an impromptu tag team match where Ashton and Joe Black tagged together, uh, which shocked everybody. It was a, a match that wasn't announced ahead of time. And it was kind of crazy because you had the two most over guys, I think, in the company tag teaming together. And the crowd absolutely ate that up. And now that we have a tag team championship, uh, there's a lot of people saying, hey, well, the, those two could form a great tag team and maybe go after the tag titles. But I think both Joe and Ashton have this, uh, you know, their singles guys at heart. And so I think they both have their eyes set on that solo uh, SHW championship. So, um, man, it's going to be good though, man, join us August 28th. And uh, so the winner of the rumble Jack, I don't know if you mentioned this uh, just like they would at the Royal rumble, uh, the winner of the rumble Jack gets a title shot at a future show. So, what I'm curious about is the SHW championship match between Corey Hollis, between Corey Hollis and Ashton Starr. Uh, that's happening before the Rumble Jack match. So I'm thinking that whoever loses that match, they could possibly jump into the Rumble Jack and try to regain another opportunity. 
That'd I don't know. We don't know yet. We've seen that with uh, to to take a shot over the WWE. I mean, they've done that in the past with Royal Rumble. They've typically had the their two world title matches on earlier in the show, and you've seen that where the loser, whether it was the former champion or just the challenger that didn't win, they'd end up in that spot. So that's that definitely makes for an interesting storyline. Now you mentioned the tag team titles. The you had the six man tag back in March, but then they had the tag team cage match in February, which was off the charts. That's where they won the titles, correct? Yeah. So the tag division really kind of picking up in SHW. Now I know there was tag team matches along the way, but they those tag titles just came into existence late last year. Is that right? Well, so the the inaugural t- uh, champions were crowned in February. Oh, so in that cage that, match, okay. Yeah, for the three months leading up to that, there was a three uh, best of three series between Not Yet Rated and uh, Matt and Joey Lynch, and the winner was uh, the culmination of that was at the February show in the cage match. So that's when the uh, titles were initially uh, introduced, and we had our inaugural tag team champs. That's why it's kind of crazy that that's when they won them, and six months later they're finally having their first title defense. But again, <laughs> nobody saw a pandemic coming. So no, of course not, and. I think we asked you around that time period. We you knew you had the introduction of the SHW tag titles. You had the SHW world title, but was there going to be a possible maybe third title coming into the company at some point, whether it be a women's title for someone like Danny J to, to go after um, or to, to defend or whether or not you would go for maybe a, you know, undercard title, but you know, in, you know, in a world where we almost have too many titles as it is and other wrestling companies, you almost think well, a world title and a tag title might be all you need. You know, I honestly think that's true. And even if we were contemplating having another title, um, which I don't know that we were, but, you know, whether you want to call it a mid-card title, I know people don't like to throw that, you know, the mid-card title, that name around. But um, whatever you want to refer to it as, even if that were the case, I mean, we've been gone for six months. So, I mean, (laughs) we couldn't have done it even if we wanted to. So, um, and, and honestly, I don't know that's above my pay grade. Uh, so I I don't know what the plans are there, but, uh, I think you're right. I think we're good right now with just a, a world title and a tag title. Um, the only other thing I think might would be okay would be a, a woman's title, but then even Danny has told us, you know, there's just not a whole lot of women on the roster, on the main roster, you know, D- Danny's our main, uh, woman. She's there every single show. And then pretty much other than that, there's a female that comes in for like a one-off match. Now, there are a couple like Lindsey Snow and Brooklyn Creed who have been there a number of times and have had little mini feuds with Danny along the way. So um, there is a little bit of a women's division uh, that that are on the full roster, full-time roster. But um, for the most part, Danny's kind of holding down the fort there. Um, She's basically you champion ask her, by if, default anyway. I, I was going to say, if you ask her, she would basically just say that she is the champion and uh she you know she had a trophy uh at one point where because she was the georgia female wrestler of the year for two years in a row and um granted it did look like it might have been a homemade trophy it looked like it might have been a like a i don't know if it was like a bowling trophy or it was something that she kind of changed the label to uh <laughs> that she that she gave herself she awarded it to herself but anyways don't tell her i told you that <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to tell her that. And besides, I mean, <laughs> I think you're going to get punched by her anyway. And then that kind of been the, the running gag here is that somehow you always end up making her upset. So I don't think you need my help. Well, look, I, I don't know if I'd call it a gag. I mean, I literally get punched in the face every time she sees me. So for no reason so that I know of. But uh, anyway, I mean, I, you know, I have seen you around. There's been some pretty bad bruises on your face. I mean, sometimes you feel like you look like you're a little out of it. Maybe, you know. 
had your bell rung too many times by Danny J. So I let's be honest, you you need to be careful around her. She's got it I out for the, you. I, I pull the Andy Kaufman. I show up with crutches and a neck brace. <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. Well, all right. So several matches. Obviously, the big Rumble Jack. You got two big title matches. Now, for those wanting to come out, we'll get more into the participants in the Rumble Jack here in a minute. But obviously, the biggest concern going on for the startup of wrestling shows in this era, in this COVID era, um, we've seen several companies that have either not, you know, in the case of WWE or AEW, they never went away, but they didn't have fans or if they had any form of fans they were you know plants basically other wrestlers on the roster or in the case of WWE performance center trainees that were kind of filling out the rest of the performance center to set up a crowd but most of the independent shows out there the ones that are starting to come back if they've had crowds they've been mostly outdoors this one going to be indoors but there are safety guidelines in place so for folks that want to come out to the show they should feel safe because they're going to be taken care of uh, yeah, and if you go to Southern Honor Wrestling, go uh, just search for us on Facebook, and all the guidelines are going to be there. There's uh, safety protocols and procedures. Um, you know, the ring's going to be wiped down in between matches. There's going to be hand sanitizer stations all over the place. There are going to be masks available for free if you want to pick up a mask. Um, now, they did say that masks aren't necessarily mandatory, but uh, there are masks that are going to be there. If you want to bring your own mask, do that. I'm personally bringing a mask. Uh, so when we're at the commentary table, if we get up and mingle with the crowd, I'll be putting a mask on. But um, uh, the other thing, too, that we just found out today uh, as we record this uh, is that they were trying to figure out how to set up the chairs in a fashion that was socially distanced, but still allowed you to sit with your family or your friends in different groups. And they couldn't quite figure out exactly how they wanted to do it. So what they decided was they set up the first row of chairs. When you show up to buy tickets, for front row seats are $20 a piece. Every other seat is $12. And if you buy a $12 seat, when you go in, you're handed your folding chair, your plastic folding chair, and you put it where you want to put it. And if you want to set it with your group, then you set it with your group. If you want to sit far back away from everybody, you can do that too. And so they're just kind of leaving it up to the fans. So it's going to be a little bit kind of crazy. The other thing they did, and you and I were talking about this off air, was this sticker system uh, where they have uh, red sticker, yellow sticker, green sticker. Uh, green was basically, I'm okay with high-fiving. I'm okay with shaking hands. I'm okay with talking without a mask. Uh, yellow was kind of like in the middle. And then red was basically... I'm trying to stay away from people, trying to stay back away on my own. You know, don't high five me. Don't hug me. <laughs> so it's an interesting kind of system they got set up and we'll see how it works. Um, also, the other thing is they're only doing a 35% capacity for the building. Um, and there's a list, the whole list of other protocols and procedures that are on the Facebook page. So like I said, uh, look us up Southern Honor Wrestling on Facebook and all the stuff is right there at the top of the page. Well, that's good. If you're wanting to head out to the show, it is tickets are only available at the door when you go there. They're not available online for you to buy in advance. At and 5 p.m., they go on sale. 5 p.m., day of the show. So Friday, uh, the show we're recording here on Wednesday. So in two days from now, on Friday, uh, 5 p.m., the tickets will be available at the door there. And from that point on, you get into the building and you kind of pick out where you want to sit as it goes. And like you said, you know, nobody's, if you're worried about crowding there, 35% capacity, that should give plenty of room for folks to kind of get in their little groups with your friends or your family, whoever you're coming with, and just to kind of, you know, have your area and just to enjoy wrestling, man. It's, it's, it's 
kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, it's really sucked over the last, you know, five, six months with the fact that, you know, we started the year, you know, we were bragging about, man, you know, Atlanta's getting so much uh, wrestling traffic right now because we've had, we had NWA shows uh, with power taping and then they had their pay-per-views. We had uh, AEW Dynamite at State Farm Arena in February. We also had an Impact Wrestling taping at the Roxy in March. You had SHW every month. There was an ROH show in, uh, January. I mean, so much wrestling. I think NXT at one point was was in Atlanta or was scheduled to be in Atlanta. I don't think that one ever actually came to fruition. But um, and New Japan was in January. That's right. New Japan was in January. So so much wrestling, and now yeah. we went from that to just well nothing, and we could watch at home. Which I mean, at the time, you know, we were safe. We we're able to at least enjoy uh, wrestling for what it was. But it is good to see that several promotions out there starting to get back. SHW being one of them. AEW is uh, getting ready tomorrow night to have their first show with paid fans. It's going to be very limited, ten percent capacity there, uh, and the folks are going to be really spread out in in Daily Center there in Jacksonville. So it's just good to see wrestling gonna slowly getting back to normal in a way that folks can feel safe. Yeah. And, and this is the thing too. We kind of, we, on the Facebook page, we ask the fans to just, just bear with us because, you know, we're all in this new, and, and I know this term has been thrown around for the last six months, these unprecedented times uh, right now. And this is the first time we're trying to do a show that where we have these little, you know, protocols and different procedures that we're trying to implement here. Um, the goal was to try to make this as normal as possible because the way we do the shows at SHW, like we have a standard, the way we do our production, the way we put the, sh the show together, like everything about the show is done in a way to make us the best show possible and definitely the best independent show, uh, at least in the Southeast, I'd venture to guess uh, one of the top in the whole country. So um, we don't want to take away from that as much as possible. So uh, just bear with us. There's going to be, it's going to be a little different than normal. But, um, you know, and I'm sure we're going to learn a few things this Friday that we'll have to maybe change or tweak moving forward for the, for the next few shows. So because we're having a late show in August, normally, uh, like I've told you guys before, we're always the first Friday of every month. Uh, because of how screwy everything has been, we decided to do the last Friday of August and then take September off and then start up again the first Friday of October, which will actually be our two-year anniversary show. Um, it's going to be a little weird, though, because we weren't fully running for those full two years, but October, the beginning of October will be our two year anniversary. So um, the end of August, the 28th, this Friday, and then we're going to be off in September and then come back first Friday of October. So um, like I said, by the October show, we may have a few things that we learned from this show that we're going to have to tweak and change and we'll just see. So again, just hope you guys can bear with us. Hope you guys will come out and join us. And uh, like I said, if, if you're nervous, don't be nervous because there will be a place kind of for everybody. If you're not so nervous, you can hang with those folks. If you are nervous, you can hang in the back. Um, put on one of those red stickers like I'll probably put on. <laughs> we're all we're all in this learning curve time period with coronavirus. And it's just one of those things where we're just going to figure it out as we go and try to be as safe as possible. And I think. We're all kind of in that same boat, wrestling companies, all of us in, in all of our jobs, and that's just kind of 
the world we find ourselves in right now and just taking it one step at a time, try to get back to some semblance of normal, not a new normal. I'd rather not hear that phrase ever again, but try to get back to some semblance of what we were used to beforehand. And if it's just baby steps, then by all means, let's do it. All right, so the Rumble Jack, the big 30-person match. Mm -hmm. Can't say 30-man because that would not be accurate. Let's go down the list. Who all do we have involved in this match? So, uh, Danny Jordan, since we're talking, since you just <laughs> mentioned that, that you can't say 30 men because Danny Jordan, the real mean girl who I know all too well, uh, will be in this match. And like you said, there's going to be 30 total. I believe there was only around maybe like 20 ish or so that were announced ahead of time. And so that always leaves room for a lot of surprises and just like, Every SHW show, you just never know who's going to show up. Last year, we had a handful of some legends show up, and you just never know this year. So I know we're going to have some surprises, but some of the ones that are definitely in the match that we know of, of course, AC Mack, Chip Day. We mentioned Danny Jordan, Tyler Colprett, uh, Owen Knight. You got David Ali, uh, Joe Black, who is a, is a heavy favorite. Logan Creed, who's a heavy favorite. Favorite, uh, you got Gunnar Miller, who people are thinking is a heavy favorite as well. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. William Huckabee's going to be there. Uh, of course, the guys from the Tag Team Championship match, which is uh, Matt Lynch, Joey Lynch. You're going to have uh, Michael Judas, Brady Pierce are going to be there. Um, I mean, and, and of course, like I said, you, could, you just don't know who else might be there uh, as far as these big surprises. Ben Buchanan was one that was announced. Uh, he, You might know him as uh, the son of... Bull Buchanan from a WWE fame back in the day. Uh, ben Buchanan is a stud, by the way. I've seen him in uh, Pro South Wrestling uh, not too long ago, and he's got all the makings of a top star. He'll be making his debut. Fearless Musa will be making his debut. Of course, he's you've seen him on AEW Dark lately. And, um, I mean, the list goes on and on, and it's such a stacked roster that it really is just so hard to pick just one person. And like you said, one person, not just one guy, because Danny Jordan's in the match. And you could, you know, I wouldn't put it past Danny Jordan to win the whole thing. You just never know. That's what I was going to say. If I'm going to make a pick, if I, you would print me on the spot right now in a year in which Tessa Blanchard was Impact World Champion, why not? Why can't Danny J, Danny Jordan be the SHW World Champion? I'm all for it. She's got my full support. I also don't want her to punch me in the face, so I'd rather her punch you. I was going to say, as long as you're with me, I don't think you have to worry about that because for some reason, she's got a target right on my forehead. And uh, the thing is, she might go from being the real mean girl to the real mean champ. Ooh, I like that. I just don't want to be in her burn book. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, have that be a golden book. Now, you know, it's pink book, but make it gold because she's got that gold around her waist. Why not? Danny J. I like the sound of that. It just, it's, it's just good. Well, there you go. And, yeah. uh, and, and moving on from there, she, the winner, like I said, gets a title shot in the future. And we don't know if the title will be around the waist still of Corey Hollis, or it could be around the waist of Ashton star and Ashton star and Danny J have had an ongoing feud over the last couple of years too. So they've got a lot of uh, history between the two of them. So that could be interesting. Danny J wins the rumble Jack. Ashton Starr wins the title on Friday, and the two of them could meet down the road. Who knows? Well, and Danny J's definitely not been shy about, you know, 
mixing it up with the guys in the ring, obviously with the Rumble Jack last year. But like you said, with the Ashton Star feud that she had, she's not afraid to just get in there and and just go all at it, whether it's male or female. So she's definitely one of the bright spots of SHW. So the big show, it's on Friday night. We're recording this here on Wednesday, Friday night. August 28th, the action building in Canton, 5 p.m. The tickets go on sale, only available at the well gate, the door, whatever you want to call it, the door for the action building there. Not available online. You'll get your tickets there when you arrive for the event. Guidelines in place, so feel safe to come to the event. You're not going to be put in a situation where you're at harm. It's to your comfort level, so check it out. Southern Honor Wrestling, the Rumble Jack 2 this Friday. So any last words on the show, if you want to throw that out there, Brandon, go ahead, man. I appreciate you having me on. I always appreciate you guys at the finishing move. And it's always fun to come chat with you guys. And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, this Friday, August 28th, tickets go on sale at 5 PM doors actually open at 7 PM and the show starts at 8 PM. So come on out, come early, get your tickets, uh, hang out in the parking lot, tailgate a little bit. If you want ahead of time, I know there's going to be some people out there doing that. And, uh, we are excited to see everybody. It's been almost six months and I have just been chomping at the bit to get back in the action building 261 Marietta road and, uh, check us out Southern honor wrestling on Facebook for all the details, all the safety procedures and all that good stuff but again thank you chris for having me on buddy uh hey anytime you know you're always welcome here on the finishing move the dark matches podcast or the finishing move live we're always here to want to talk about southern honor wrestling whether it be the uh, live shows whether it be the shw well the podcast that you guys do now what, what is the podcast called plug that for us yeah, so the podcast we do, SHW, This Is Our Wrestling. We air episodes every single Friday night uh, at 6 p.m. And, of course, now that we have a show coming up this Friday, uh, it'll be coinciding. We'll actually be doing a Facebook Live version of the podcast before the Rumble Jack on Friday. So don't forget to check out the SHW, This Is Our Wrestling podcast on the SHW Facebook page. And, of course, you can also check me out along with my boys, A-Bomb, Alfred, and Adrian, the Moss Man, uh, on the mean street podcast and we release episodes as well every friday so um just like you guys are doing the live radio show you're doing the podcast radio show i'm all over the place doing the shw show the mean street show and uh and then i'm calling commentary for uh the rumble jack here on friday so man i'm all over the place but i'm excited and i'm glad wrestling is back baby I think we all are. And man, you are a busy, busy person. So it's Brandon Benefield of SHW of the Mean Street Podcast. We thank him for joining us here on the Finishing Move, the Dark Matches Podcast again, Friday, August 28th, 5 p.m. at the tickets go on sale at the door there at the Action Building in Canton. Uh, gates open around there. The doors open at seven. The show begins at eight. Check it out and check us out live on our show, on our live show, the finishing move live on extra 1063 FM in Atlanta and Cobb County. Also check us out. If you're not in that Cobb County area, you want to check us out online. It's extra 1063.com. We're also on the official extra 1063 app for my tag team partners who will join me live. Uh, on the, the live edition of the show and in future editions of the Dark Matches, Road Dog, Adam Gillespie, and Big John Radcliffe. I'm Chris Colwell, the Bearded Wrestling Fan, and we'll see you next time.